Alright, play boys and play girls. Now that the hot boy, hot girl summer is over, and y'all know it's the, we're going into the fall, and y'all are going to need new backpacks for school, work, and yes, even the gym. So, our, we have partnered with Muslim Backpacks in order to give you guys a new backpack that can actually be styled into three ways. It can be carried as a regular backpack, a duffel, or even, guess what? You guessed it. A gym bag. And with our discount code, WRYH10, you can receive 10% off of your first purchase when you head over to Muzum, that's M-U-Z-M-M, backpacks.com, and make your first purchase. Once again, that's M-U-Z-M-M, backpacks.com. Let's know that Lonnie and Marla sent you. Now let's get into this. get that ass like that. How she get that ass like that. They want to know how she get that ass like that. That ass like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A good old him. That's God from Victoria Monet. Okay. Um, welcome back. Um, there's nothing wrong with a two-hitter quitter. Hmm. Praise the Lord on this glorious Sunday. Sometimes you got to double tap. Double tap that hoe. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, welcome to another rendition of um, scolding via audio form. That's right. Welcome to um, judgments mm-hmm. with pretense. Um, Side eyes and deep sighs. Hoochah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as y'all already know, we ask a question every week, and I promise y'all, y'all make who raised you? Who raised you, hoes? Like, my God. Um, I'm your host, Lonnie. And it's me, Just Marlon, back like cook crack, y'all. We're going to get into, first and foremost, I want to put a shame trip on Marlon and our friend Navi. Okay, shout out to Navi. Hey, boo. Um, Friday night. Mm-hmm. I was invited to our uh, my a fish bowl party mm-hmm. um, at Navi's house, which um his birthday passed recently. Happy belated birthday again, sweetie! Um and um I had went into the Brooklyn. I um drove. I said, "Bump it! I'm gonna drive in," and I ended up in Canarsie. And I went, and there was this, of course, elaborate fishbowl thing in the apartment. Yes, God. Mm-hmm. And then I was handed an actual small fishbowl, and it was filled um, with some alcoholic adult beverages. Mm-hmm. Um, fishbowl punch. Fishbowl punch. Now, inside of this punch, this devilish punch, um, <laughs> There was, I believe, at one point, it was some alcohol that was well over 100%. 190 to be big, big time. 
190% bitch. I had a bowl and a half, and I think like a cup, and I didn't even finish the cup, I ain't tell you that. Because you weren't supposed to have the cup, but anyway. Are you yelling at me? Oh no, there's no yelling. Oh, okay, because you I, the, the tone was very even. The, upward, was, the yeah. upward inflation uh-huh. led me to believe otherwise. No, it was very pointed. Pointed downward. No. Now. Pointing it at you, because I told you, need, you. Do you need me to give you sister girl <laughs> attitude with the finger and the neck roll? And no. I even got it, because I got a little bit of a stiff neck. Anywho, mm-hmm. I came home. And I knew I had to eat something because I'm like, I this ain't gonna work. And I woke up the next morning with the illest hangover. And I had to politely let Navi and um and Marlon over here know that they I'm not I'm not drinking with them ever again. The translation to that is that he can't wait until the next time he has the opportunity to drink again. Oh, I won't be driving home. <laughs> I won't be driving home. That won't be happening. I'm not driving home. Okay, so. You know, they just, they tried to give me alcoholic poisoning. That's a lie. My stomach was like, bitch, what is this? This is not, we ain't not my 20s no more. Ain't nobody put no gun in your head and tell you to take them sips, baby. You did it willingly and wanted more, so. Um, okay, so willingly, did you or did you not admit that you blacked out? I did later on, but I also had three. Well, this is coming from the same person that decided he wanted to have six LITs one night and was so done the next day. Exactly. So I'm not in my 20s, no more. Judge me not. Judge Judy. But judging is more fun. Side eyes and deep sides, people. Side eyes and deep sides. Well, let's get right into the foolishness. Um, It's been a few days, so congratulations, you guys. Um, we're back to our regular schedule, the regularly scheduled programming. That's right. We're back. And hopefully Marlon will take my scolding and teasing of his um, consistent changing in schedule and just understand it happens anytime you switch scheduling on me. Yeah, well, you know, October's over, so you don't have to worry about that too much. Anymore. Praise the Lord, October is over. I love what? my Libras. Hello. I love my Libras. I promise I do. But when you grew up in a house with three and then you have friends that are Libras and also some that go into Scorpio season... It's to me, birthdays in October. Well, it shows that you have a deep love for us. You like us in your space. I was raised by two Libras, and oh. my younger sister is one that's uh-huh. sweet. Exactly. So, I mean, you could have kept it at that, but you just went and collected more. So, yeah, he, I mean, if I didn't like him, he wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so because it's only been a couple of days, it's the timeline is there, mm-hmm. but it's the condensed version this week. So, first things first, Marlon, mm-hmm. who won Halloween? You know, I saw a lot of folks, and I did not see Heidi Klum show up, so I don't know what happened with her. And but, I have not saw the Black Queen of Halloween, Beyonce, show up yet. And I haven't seen her show up yet either. But I saw Jay-Z's costume, and he was um, John Travolta's character from Pulp Fiction. It's very simple. Okay. Uh, um, well, yeah, but then that leads me to believe that um, V might have been um, Uma Thurman's character. Still very simple. Very, oh, but I know. But if you remember, especially Beyonce fans, y'all remember 
over the past couple of years, Beyonce doesn't just give one Halloween costume. She yeah. gives two. Yeah. So, but everybody picked up on it, and now everybody wants to do photo shoots and all these different things for Halloween. Exactly. And it's really not necessary. But it's a trendsetter. You know, these are things, things that are true. <laughs> Look at the material. Um, Anywho. But I have to say, out of all the people that I saw, the one that I enjoyed the most... Mm-hmm. Actually, there are two. Okay. Lala Anthony as Maleficent. Eight. Very nice. Eight. But she, she's my runner-up because she killed it. Miss Cardi B as Poison Ivy. That bitch. was a, That was just... My Libra twin... That was just... She ate that the fuck up. So much so that when I saw the first picture, I didn't even know it was her. Ate. Like, I, I saw her. that, and I was like, okay, oh, all right, Buckley. Yeah, like, she did the fuck out of that. Shout out to you, Cardi B, my Libra twin. I love you, girl. That was dope as shit. I like that. She won Halloween for me. Third place I will give to Sierra and her husband for being Beyonce and Jay-Z. They better stand. And they they better that. stand. They did the fuck out of that. Honorable mention to um to um Little Future and Sienna for being baby um Janet and Tita. That that was dope. Yes. Oh, also honorable mention to uh Lil Nas X for being Cameron. Very fucking dope. I was like, you better come through with the nostalgia. You better come through with it. See Lil Nas X, I want you to I, I want to thank you, mm-hmm. young brother, for representing the gays because. Only the gays could pull it off like that. Like, that was, it was spot on. It was clean. It was dope. You knew exactly who he was immediately. Like, I dug that a lot. That was dope. I like that. I'm going to say my my number one is not a celebrity. Ooh. It was a young lady. Um, I forget her name. Mm-hmm. Not even her name, but she got a mention from the person that she was for Halloween. Let's take you guys back to simpler ratchet times. Mm-hmm. The early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Reality show um, dating competitions were a thing. So there was one person in particular that is the queen of reality television. New York! It's in the motherfucking house, bitch. Let me tell you something. She did. I saw her. She, she did. Ate, she ate that. She, if you guys remember season two of Love and, uh, Flavor of Love, when New York was lost a second time mm-hmm. and she was just over it. Done. She's like, you don't look like I give a fuck? Because I don't. Because I don't. And she had the dress, the heels, the wet hair, and everything. I'm like, you won. Because that was creativity to go back to that time frame and get the same type of dress at all. That is creativity. I give credit when due. She ate. Yeah. Um, My second runner-up is Lala Anthony is Maleficent. Yes. She dope. ate. She did. Um, and my number three, I have to say, all right, who am I giving it to? But Elise was good, but I have to give credit when due. Nikki as Harley Quinn. Yo, yes, 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 yes. yes. Eight. It was nice. That. It was nice. That was a good idea for a costume. And then she pulled it a second time with being the bride of Chucky. I'm like, oh, she Yeah. You couldn't deny it if you tried. She did that. Wait, did you see the other... Because another honorable mention, I don't know the young lady's name, but did you see the young lady that went at Storm? Yes, I did. She was breathtaking. Number one, that's one of my favorite favorite iterations of Storm, period. Same. It was from the the time that she was married to um, T'Challa in the comic books. 
um, when she and Black Panther were married. But that, oh, she looked so good. She looked amazing. I have to give it to her on that, too. Um, any more honorable mentions I can think of? I'm trying to think. I didn't really see anybody else. Um, I saw a lot. Oh, the girls that dress up as Sohio Vanity for Halloween, y'all ate. Dope, y'all ate that, too. Um, I saw a lot of people be City Girls, Meg Thee Stallions. Y'all were dope. I didn't see that. Um, oh, Meg Thee Stallion as um, Lola Bunny from Space Jam. Yes, that was dope. I was like, come through. Um, the little girl that was Lunette from the Big Comfy Couch was super cute. Did you see her? I did. She was very cute. Very and I think cute. I have, I think we got one more. I'm trying to think. Oh, shout out to the fellas that were, um... <sighs> the sexy Power Rangers. Did you see them? Oh God! And the phones and such. Oh God! God. It was very nice. Lots of cakeage. It was wonderful. Lots of cakeage. Mm-hmm. Lord, he's an ass man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm trying to think. Oh, the children that were um like because Lord knows Beyonce is Halloween costume city. Um, I saw some people as um from Beachella with the iconic yes. hoodie, with the wig, with the little sparkly busco with it. She was cute. There was a lot of people y'all ate, and I lived. It was some people that were um, Beyonce from the Formation World Tour. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, y'all just ate. Also, another honorable mention, and probably well, honorable mention, Missy. I want you mm-hmm. to. Just, I want you to never. Take your chef tapadillas off of our necks. Never again. Ever. When she did the remake of that cover, and you damn near could not tell the difference. You couldn't. I'm like, oh my. You couldn't. The fact that one, can we please get to innovation? What other artists you know that every year for Halloween is themselves? I was just about to say that. The I'm so bad. I'm just gonna be myself. She was the um. She actually remade um did the reenactment for I um for can't um I can't stand the rain right last year when she dressed up as herself. All she did was just switch up the makeup right. This year she reenacted the actual super duper fly cover. I'm like bitch. If I had to go back in time and actually be a Missy costume, I That's would you be. Um. Oh, that's a. Lot. Uh-uh, I got it. What? I would want to do um in my grill. Mm. I would want to do the tuxedo and everything for in my grill. Mm. <laughs> like her hair was laid in that fucking video. Bitch, did you see um uh, on um the read on fuse where Crystal was um Missy from Beat Me Nine One One? Crystal, oh my god, girl, oh my god, you look so fucking good. Oh my god. And Fury was one of Missy's backup dancers for work. I was like, "Which Missy look would I do?" That's a good fucking question. Hmm. You know what? I would go with one that people probably don't look at the most, unless you're a true Missy fan. Duh. I would do one of the. Actually, I would do. Her look from the Hit 'em with the He video when she was on the horse with the chain mail and the um headpiece. See? Get into it. Uh, you know what? I'm so lying. I'm gonna actually take that back. Mm-hmm. If I were to do a Missy look, I would wanna be um I would wanna go back to the socket to me video. Yeah, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would wanna go back to the socket to me video because that was iconic. But 
And if only innovation could be themselves for Halloween. Yes. Only innovation and creation could be themselves. That's it. Period. Um, with that being said, we can go right into scroll on. It's condensed this week, you guys. Um, because, like I said, we did a show a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into some things. Um, as someone that thoroughly enjoyed the Millennium Tour um, earlier this year, with a shout out to Aaliyah. She missed, we miss you, Aaliyah. Miss you, girl. Um, it was a very, very good time. But I remember um, people saying, make sure you purchase the, um, the insurance. The insurance on the ticket. In she case got they insurance. Yeah, because in case they cancel. Because, you know, these people, they're only together for a check. That's it. Literally. So, uh, um, uh, with the throwback tour, I was amp. Okay? Me. I was amp. Why? Because one of my favorite R&B groups was headlining the tour, which is Immature, better known as IMX. Mm-hmm. Now, there's been a lot of drama since the tour first was announced. Um, the original lineup was um, B5, Ray J, Day 26, and um, IMS Immature, I think that was all. Because mm-hmm. I remember B2K had a hell of opening acts before they actually came. They had like five. Because Changi, mm-hmm. o- Changi opened the show. After Changi, who was it? I'm trying to remember. After It wasn't the Gang Twins. It was an act in front of them. Was Bobby V. Okay. After Bobby V was... um. Lloyd after Lloyd was pretty Ricky after pretty Ricky was the no was the Yang twins after the Yang twins was pre, um was pretty Ricky after pretty Ricky was Mario and then it was B2K they had five no they had close to six acts before B2K actually came and which has enough material they don't need to do that right a lot of people forget B2K only had two albums so yeah two albums a soundtrack and then a Christmas album right that's it Immature has a whole catalog before IMX. And it, I wanted to see how they were going to uh, flip um, Is It Love This Time into Big Old Freak. Because mm. a lot of people don't know, if you real stands, you know, that that is actually Is It Love This Time that is sampled in the beginning of Big Old Freak. Mm-hmm. With the part where you hear, tell me. That's mm-hmm. actually Marcus Houston and I am um, and Immature. Right. Tell me, is it love? Is it love for me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all would make me bust up. Big old freak. Big booty, big old boom, boom. <laughs> so, I bring all this up to bring up the following. Apparently, Jay Holiday is in his feelings. Um, This is not new. Um, We're used to grown men needing tampons. Um, <laughs> well... I mean, he's been bitter since he lost a Grammy to Mary J. Blige. I'm just going to say that because it's the truth. To Mary J. Blige. You lost the Grammy to Just Fine. I would have just took the L and shut the fuck up. You lost to Just Fine. It wasn't like monumental. Literally, and mind you, it was not meant for her either. It was meant for another artist. I forget who, but the dream wrote that for a different artist. Anywho, he's been bitter ever since. Um, he said him like Ray J's cool. Shout out to Immature. He was already fans, but he blatantly said, "Fuck." He said, "Who was it?" He said, "B five, right?" He said, "Fuck B 5 and he also said, "Fuck Ray J." Wow. Now one of B 5s members, Dustin, came forth like I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Like 
it was no beef, but if he know he know if basically if he really wanna talk about this, he know where to find me. I think we both in Atlanta, like just pull up, like huh people. Well I believe even the Reed said this back during the Millennium Tour. Girl, get the ticket insurance. These people are only doing this for the check. Oh, come on. Get the ticket. Get the ticket insurance, please. Same so you thing. can get your money back. That's it. Because if not, all they're going to do is basically like they got your money. You won't be getting it back. And you don't even get credit to another show. So what are you going to do? That's fucked up, though. Like, I buy this ticket. They cancel. And if I don't have insurance, I have to suffer for it. Oh. Uh, basically so bless all of the mess because I'm just so glad that I'm not going to this tour because I was going to buy a ticket but they cancelled dates um, from the tour they had actually cancelled I'm trying to check it right now um let me see hold on one second I'm so sorry they had cancelled it was like the New York show got canceled, the Philly show got canceled, and another show. I think Los Angeles on the 16th had got canceled. And they haven't given any reasons why yet? They have not given reasons as to why, but they canceled three shows thus far. That's sad. Now, um, yeah. So, I'm trying to see, because they made the announcement for the cancellation. I forget the name of the group that's actually... Oh, GL something. I'm trying to find I never right would have only gone to that show to see Day 26. You know what? I can't even get mad at you. Because it's the truth. Because I love them. I love me some Day 26. Baby, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Day 26 is my faves. So, um, I'm trying to find the actual announcement. Where's the company that's holding this whole thing? Because um, it was a whole little company that made the announcement. Because they're the same company that um, did the... They did the Millennium Tour too. Okay. G Squared events. But they took down the actual announcement that they canceled three shows already. But anywho. Fuck um, up. Can we please have a moment? Um, I love Summer Walker. I do. Mm-hmm. But Sis is already caving under pressure. She made an announcement today on Instagram where she said in the following. Nah, for real though, I've decided y'all don't deserve me. LOL. I knew from day one that I was too real for this shit. Y'all can have the music, and I'ma just head out. Fuck the interviews, photo shoots, and videos, and really fuck the shows, too. I'll finish this tour out, though. I'm just a regular person, nothing more. LOL, people got this fame shit fucked up. Um, I've been me from day one. I'm not about to start acting different, talking different, treating people different, or looking different. People really expect too much from you. Every day slash everything isn't a Miss America bad bitch contest and I don't feel the need to put others to stay or put down others to stay relevant people really just disconnected hiding behind that, these apps filters the clothes the makeup the hair a lot of y'all need to step back and get into yourselves from a different perspective take the same amount of time that you normally do to prepare slash improv improve your physical but apply it to your spirit and become more comfortable with the real you Whoever may take may however how excuse me, whoever that may be, as long as you're not hurting anyone. The same amount of time you take to choose the bad to chase the bad, try putting the same amount of energy into patience, acceptance, understanding, self awareness, self love. But I know no one gives a shit about what I'm saying. So yeah, peace, love, and light. So 
what prompted all of this? First of all, this is the thing about Summer Walker that a lot of people don't understand. She has made this perfectly known from Jump mm-hmm. that she's not like so like as far as social, she's not a social person. Like she's mm-hmm. socially awkward. Hello. So don't get it twi- don't get the extrovert side twisted. So socially awkward. Um, but this comes and someone said it. The days where record labels actually had like actual like the development deals mm-hmm. where they would condition artists to do things like this, right. those days need to come back <laughs> because these new artists get in the game and they automatically one album y'all are getting tired. One album I don't want to do this anymore. One album I'm ready to take a step back. But y'all can have this. I'm just gonna go back this way. What was the point? If you're going to come into this and say, oh, I, this isn't for me, then what was the point? Do you like the money you're receiving for the, for your work? Do you like the compensation from it? Do you like to tour? Yeah. you like all these different, like, even though people physically, I can only imagine how exhausting touring is, mm-hmm. but the repercussion, the actual reciprocation of it, excuse me, is better than the tired feeling that you have because actually touring gets you the most money as an artist. Mm-hmm. So why? You knew what you were signing up for. Why are you acting like you don't want any of this now? I don't think a lot of these artists are really knowledgeable about what they're signing up for. Mm-hmm. I think that we are really caught in this get to the bag culture. <laughs> Talk about it. Where everybody is so focused on making money and getting money and feeling like, oh, you know, this is a get rich quick type thing. And I can, you know, drop this song and then blow up and then everything will be fine. No, it doesn't work like that. And it's very reflective of the type of music that's out right now. Nobody is making timeless music right now. The only one artist I can think of that of the new school that actually is. Her name is her. Well, well, yes, people like her, absolutely. But I'm saying on the whole, people are making like singles now. People are trying to find the next big hit to carry them over into fame and all this. It don't work like that. If you're not putting forth the passion behind it as an artist, what is? Why are you here? Why getting to the bag? Like, and the funny part was Ari Lennox talked about this not too long ago. She's mm-hmm. like. One album in and you're fucking tired. It's like, do you think Beyonce got fucking tired? Do you think any of these artists, you don't think they were tired? Because I hate to be the bearer of bad news. They got tired of shit. Michael Still tired. Michael Jackson proudly said, I don't like touring. I hate it. I go through hell with touring. They turned on the master interview. I love touring. Right. <laughs> exactly. And mind you, he just said, I hate it. Oh my God, I go through hell touring. I love touring. Mm-hmm. That's called actually being coached and how to do what the fuck you do. Um, what was the point of you signing up for this? If you already knew verbatim that this wasn't going to be for you, this comes with the fame. If that if that's the case, sis, they don't know. I don't think they know. And then on top of that, like it's when you have a talent and a passion to do something, mm-hmm. and you want to share it with the world. I feel like some people need to kind of take a step back and really look at it and be like, is this what I want to do? Because there are different avenues with which you can go about this. I think about people like Brandy. Come on now. 
before 2-11? Tell me when y'all saw Brandy in concert. I'll wait. Tell me the last tour, Brandy tour, you remember before 2-11 came out. Never I'll say wait. never. She had a tour for that? Yes, she did. She did? Mm-hmm. Didn't know shit about it. Actually, I'm so lying. I think she was opening for um, Boys to Men at that time. But her own tour? Just going out? Just Brandy tour? Never. But Brandy made her money. Music. She knew how to. Exactly. And the thing was, a lot of people felt to realize, they're like, Why, where's the Brandy? I almost said, you have to understand she's a veteran. And she came up in the game in the 90s where she's used to certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, she's used to getting, like, she's used to actually getting paid to go out. She's used to these things. And you're telling her as an artist that, oh, now things are completely different. No, I'm an artist. I'm a veteran. I've been in this game since I was a teenager. You're not about to tell me this is how things are supposed to go when I'm used to certain things. Absolutely not. And then she also knows the power of the weight. Oh! Which I wish a lot of these artists would learn now. Granted, understanding that some of y'all get caught up in these deals that say you have to do so many before you can do what the fuck you want to do. Got it. But the power of the weight is Baby. everything. Baby. We had to wait two, three years for another album. And we rolled out on the last one until those two to three years were up. That's making timeless music. Baby, I still go back and listen to fucking Never Say Never like it just came the fuck out. I Not even Never Say uh, excuse me, Full Moon. Never Say Never as well, but mainly Full Moon. Y'all know how I feel. Listen, those albums that you can go back and listen to right now that came out decades ago, that's the power of the way. Made that album so good that you can play that shit today and still get your life. When when have you ever seen flipping the Jacksons, the Princes, the Whitney Houston's, so on and so forth, the Legends, you know, greatness? Mm-hmm. When have you ever seen them jump to put out another album? And you know, another artist is teaching us the power of the weight. Hmm. Believe it or not, Beyonce as well. Because oh. if you think about it, Lemonade came out in 2016. We have not gotten another album since. And every year on the anniversary, she gives us something. Every flipping year. I remember when she came out that damn flip book that was like $100. I'm like, I'm not buying that to this. <laughs> then the second year, she gave us, um, I think she had gave us like the choreography only video formation. But the third year was when she released it to all streaming services and gave us a demo version of Sorry. Baby, let me tell you something. These artists now are used to being uh, popping out albums as if we're in fucking McDonald's. Mm-mm. They're used to it. They don't know the art of the weight. They don't know the art of letting your music speak volumes for you. And that's the problem with the music consumers of this generation. We're used to things popping out. Like artists spoke about it. B spoke about it. Artists now are no longer worried about albums. They never focus on doing an album. They mm. only focus on singles. This single works. All right, said boom. Now we're gonna go to do the next single. This single burned out. Boom. Next single. This single burned out. Boom. Next single. Nobody is thinking about the body of work that you have to comprise into an album, which is crazy because logic tells me I would rather give you a banging ass album that will carry you over until I live some more, experience some more, to give you more. Like, even with these fucking long-ass Chris Brown albums, like, sweetie, 
I don't need 45 plus tracks of Chris Brown. No shit. Love you much. Mean it. But that is overkill for an album. Baby, first of all, the only time that one of the greats would give you an album with 40 plus songs on it was a greatest hits album. Period. I'll leave that right there. Here we get, and even then, they would give you at least two to five, uh, two to three new songs along with it. That's it. That's all you get. That's it. Period. And the greatest hits will take motherfuckers. That's another two years I can wait before I put out something else. The another thing that kills me about the music consumers of today, I miss the days of the remix. Like the actual remix, mm-hmm. not the same melody, the same tune, the same beat. No, little feature. Bitch, go back to the number one person I can reference for giving you a classic ass remix is Mariah. Let me mm-hmm. tell you something. None of those remixes had the same beat. They mm-hmm. had different, the lyrics might have changed up a little bit. It got a feature on it and all. These artists now, this is the remix. No, the fuck it's not. If it's the same beat that I heard from before and the same lines like you did was add an artist to it, that's not a remix. Babe, you can just say reprise at this point for all I can. Like, that I would heard you say reprise. Like, this is, oh, it's reprise. Okay, perfect. This isn't a, this is not a remix, sweetie. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. Get it together. Um, but back to the conversation at hand, these artists need artist development again. Like, if you feel like the only reason why you're doing this is for the money, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Or or work behind the scenes. Do you not understand? There are so many artists that a lot of people are like, well, what happened to so-and-so? They're behind the scenes getting a publishing check. They don't care about it. Get to the point. If that is the case, go be a songwriter. If that is the case, go sit here and be a producer. Mm -hmm. If If being in front of the camera is too much for you, do that. But don't sit here and get in front of the camera just to collect the check and then once I say, I'm tired, y'all can keep this. Da, 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 da. Stop being lazy, bitch. Either way you look at it, we're adults. We're going to have to work. And if this isn't working for you, then go get a regular job. That's all I got on that. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, the next two things are a bit triggering. Um, excuse me. Mm. I'm going to make that a sound bite one day. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know what happened, and I promise you I need to see it in it. Um, Airbnb announces that they're going to ban house parties from their platform to the point where they will be doing investigations if your reservation for Airbnb is flagged. This is coming from a situation in Philadelphia where, I believe it was Philadelphia, where five people were killed. Damn. So I don't know what who or what who decided to use the platform to host the party, and now it's all looking like it's gonna fall on Airbnb. Um, girls, if that's the case, go back to the hotel days. But then wait, y'all can't go there either because mm-hmm. bitches come up missing or killed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you can't be a regular adult anymore in this world. You really can't, and it's sad. Especially y'all know how expensive the fucking Airbnbs are. Like, they're not cheap. And this is someone else's home or vacation property that you're renting out to do these things. Um, Respect them. Like, what the fuck? How the hell did a house party go wrong and five people are killed? Five. You want to know the saddest part to this for me? Go on. Is that I'm numb to it. 
And on to a lot of things now. We're desensitized to a lot of traumatic events. Like, you said it to me, and I was like, damn, that's fucked up. And it just kind of rolled off my back because it's something that's almost... Nothing is shocking these days. We're desensitized as a people. And a lot of people don't realize that we really are. Like, even in the sad part is, even with these school shootings, and of course it tugs at my heartstrings that this happens yes. with, like, kids. Fucking kids. And I'm so desensitized. It's like, y'all, this shit is fucked up. And that's all I can say. It's just fucked up and move on like nothing happened. And that's because we experience it so much. So much. <sighs> so, um, in the case of um, sex crimes come to light, I don't know what to call it. Hmm. Um, Cuba getting Junior, I haven't talked about this, is a bit under fire. Um, it came to fruition, I think, after the incident when a woman caught on camera where she was being, like, basically, like, sexually harassed by Cuba. Right. And a bunch of another, like, a bunch of women all came forth and they all accused him of sexual misconduct. And mm, I'm reading this from the shade room. So, woo, child, thanks for the act of Cuba Gunning Jr. Our continuance is viral out of control. The Academy Award winner is currently in the middle of very serious sexual misconduct, um, of very serious sexual misconduct charges. With multiple women claiming that he inappropriately touched, groped, bit, and kissed them. Now, another accuser has come forth, bringing the total to 15. Cuba Gunning Jr.'s legal troubles aren't going away anytime soon, following over a dozen women coming forth to allege that he engaged in multiple acts of sexual misconduct with them. Another woman has officially come forward with with similar claims. According to Vanity, Cuba has been indicted on two additional charges since the new accuser has come forward. Earlier this year, uh, excuse me, earlier this week, Cuba pled not guilty to the new sexual misconduct allegations. However, he still faces several issues. The latest indictment reveals that he is accused of touching a woman at Lava Nightclub in New York on September 9, 2018. He also faces a total of six sexual misconducts related to three separate instances, including three counts of forceful touching and three, oh, excuse me, a forceful touching, and I'm going to say three, um, third degree sexual harassment or sexual misconduct, one of the two. Now, recently, um, Trey Songz actually was at a club, and I guess he ran into uh, he ran into one of the reality show chicks, and before they got close for a picture, he asked the question. He said, may I touch you? And she said yes. Fellas, I'm mainly talking to fellas because we are the ones that are doing all of this. You see how Trey simply asked a question and she said yes. Consent. Okay. Her, say it again. That's the word of the day. Consent. Learn it. Dict- <laughs> look up dictionary.com. Do what you need to do. But learn consent. If someone says no, it means no. If your advance is unwarranted, it means it is unwarranted. Stay the fuck back. Like, what is the problem? Why can't you hoes respect people's space? Y'all gonna learn. Y'all gonna learn because at this point, if another person comes forward, it's really gonna look bad for him. It already looked bad. Fifteen people is a lot. Child, I don't know. Let me some Cuba too. Good grief, sir. I'm sorry, I love his brother. Omar. Omar is sexy. Oh God, I just remember because Cuba actually didn't age as well as I wanted him to. But Omar did. But Omar, goddamn. Focus. All right. So yeah. Cuba. Oh God. Okay, I'm sorry. I had a moment. <laughs> um, I didn't skip it to say, but 
<laughs> so, that's the trigger. Here we go. I'm going to take you guys in back and forth, back in time. The year was 2018. Mm-hmm. The location, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Starbucks. Okay. Um, you guys remember the incident where two African-American males were arrested in Starbucks for just simply sitting there and conducting a meeting. Mm-hmm. And then y'all remember the backlash that Starbucks received to the point where they had sensitivity training and closed all their locations for one day. Mm-hmm. Which was actually the most appropriate way to handle the situation at hand because they didn't wait. They just acted right away. Exactly. Lessons. So, the regional manager for the Starbucks in Philadelphia where all of this took place um, has filed a racial discrimination lawsuit against, I guess I'm assuming against Starbucks. And she said, and she claims in her, in her lawsuit that she would still have her job if she weren't white. Sis. Ma'am. What? Miss. Madam. A whore. Homegirl. Bitch. Listen, let's talk. So you're claiming you would still have your job if you were black. Can we talk? Can we? Because I'm not understanding what you mean. Can we? Because first and foremost, you allow an employee to place a call to the police to have them removed from the location. Because they obviously felt threatened by two black men just sitting in Starbucks casually doing what everyone does in Starbucks. Relax. Do certain things as far as business. Hell, some people go there just to work. Yeah. They, they don't have a no loitering policy at all. But you allow the employee to call the police. And then you sat here and, of course, white womanly. That's a new term. I'm going to add it. White womanly. White womanly. Decide to claim that if I weren't in white, I would still have a job. Man, your moral compass sucks. It's way off. How the hell you want to sit here and say if I weren't if I weren't white, I would still have a job? No, you sat, you lost your job because it happened on your watch, and it wasn't like it was a small bit of backlash. It was a large bit of backlash that you received. National. From- national scale not just in Philadelphia it was around the US that you got shamed and scalded for this situation and you have the audacity the caucasity to say if I weren't white that I would still have a job no you don't have a job because you allow it to happen you bought a scandal to the company you mortified two black men that did nothing but go into a Starbucks to have a business meeting. You had them embarrassed, arrested, and removed from your establishment for doing nothing but being black. And you had the gall to say that if I weren't white, I would still have a job. Newsflash, whether you were white, black, Hispanic, or any other nationality, you still would have lost your job, period. We, as a people, have nowhere where we can feel safe. And then you have the nerve to white womanly say, if I weren't white, I would still have a job. 
No, you lost your job because of what happened. You lost your job as any of us would have lost it. I would have lost my job. Marlon would have lost his job. Anybody listening to this podcast, if they were under the jurisdiction of that general manager, then you, uh, even district manager, which she was, would have lost their jobs. Hmm. White woman Lee. Hmm. Entitled as fuck. They had the nerve to weaponize her non-person of color. If I weren't white, I would still have a job. You dumb fuck. Get out of here with that shit. Get out of here with that mess. That (laughs) lazy ass lace front. Girl. (sighs) I mean, and this is no harm knock on some wood. Good luck on the unemployment line. Anywho. Um... No sympathy here. Sorry, sis. It's time to fill our cups and um Marlon's driving the boat for the thread. That's right. Yeah, it's like he had a long weekend, so he's trying to stay awake. <sighs> I'm here though. We can drive this boat driving good. So y'all just wait till we get back. Gotta refill this cup real quick. All right, girls, we'll be right back. Yeah, I had to go refill that good old cup. But while we're here, thank you so much for your continued support for the actual podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, Please continue to like, which means you actually like what you heard. Rate. It helps us get us up with the rankings, especially with Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, which means you download. Don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. Would you like to keep in contact with the actual conversation going on even after the podcast is released? And yes, I do check my social media handles on the regular. For Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it is WRYH Podcast. Once again, it is WRYH Podcast. I'm also looking to collaborate with other podcasters. Would you like to be on this show? Would you want me on yours? Fine. Email me at WRYH podcast at gmail.com once again it is wryh podcast at gmail.com once again thank you for your continued support and let's get back to the show i'm pretty sure my cup is full by now caucasian woman stay away from me caucasian woman just let me be black and be (laughs) it is time for something that was created on Twitter that we all love. It's called The Thread. Yes. And Marlon is staring the boat for this. Let us pray. <laughs> Why are you praying? Because this could get good or bad. <laughs> Y'all know I come with the shits all the time anyway. So Literal fucking lay. All the time. So I wanted to delve into a little song. song. You know, we think about the times and how things are much different than they were back in the day, yada, yada, yada. You know, we, our generation is really hung up on nostalgia, but that's neither here nor there. I think every generation is. It's not just us. Yeah, but I think we are more hung up on it than most. I love the 90s and early 2000s. I don't give a fuck what nobody got to say about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, they were good times. Good fucking times. Good fucking times. I was a kid. I didn't have to pay rent, car note, car insurance. Adulting is a scam. It's a setup, bitches. A set the fuck up. I didn't ask for this. I asked to stay in the womb. I asked to stay in a pamper. All right, all right. I triggered him. I'm sorry. Who's hot? Breathe. I'm still mad at you. (laughs) But uh, I wanted to get into a little something I call evolution of the apps. 
Get y'all wine. All of my gays out there. Out to the children. The apps have evolved. Mm, how? Oh, we're going to get into all of that. Go on. But you know, I, I figured I'd kick it off by going back before they were actually apps. It, the internet actually was processed, it was actually dial up. It wasn't through your cell phone. You know, when you couldn't get on the internet on your phone, you had to have your old nice dial up. If you want before to DSL, before DSL, child. You know, a little DSL song. Child, you had to wait and then listen to that damn American Online track. Listen. And then if you was online, bitch. And so they tried to use the phone. They could not use the phone at all. At all. Got the line blocked up. I remember those times. Mm. So I'll go over my list of originals and feel free to jump in and add any if you, you don't know, hear some. You know I will. So my OGs, my originals. Go on. Take it all the way back before the computer and internet hit hard. Oh my God, are you talking about the party line? Yeah, the wretched times. There were several back home in Chicago, but one that I remember the most distinctly was the Byblade. Jersey had well, we had two. The before oh she oh child, we had the loop. Okay. Yes, Jersey had the loop. If you're from Jersey, you remember the loop, bitch. And oh child, we had the Raven. We had the Raven too. The Raven was the first one we had. You know, I have to throw a pox on all the houses of my cousins who introduced me to the party line. Because the hoeing. It easily became the hoe addiction. The hoeing started. Oh my god. You talk about straight up hoeing? My hoeing started in high school. I ain't gonna say when, but that's when my hoeing started. Listen, freshman year. Sophomore year, bitch. Mm. I learned about the pipeline and changed my life. Um, oh, it sure did. I'm going to jump forward a little bit. One that wasn't originally for home, but people met a couple of dates off of that. It's MySpace. <laughs> That's right. If you had a banging ass page with all the sparkles and shit coming down, you had to hottest playlist, your pictures was popping, your top five was on point. Girl, your top five was serious. Hmm. Let a bitch find out you're not in their top five. Irritated and upset. Oh, they about ready to block your ass. Then we're going to take a little bit further to Black Gay Chat. BGC Girls. Now, I'm going to date myself a little bit because it was originally Black Gay Chat and the page was originally brown. Girl, you telling on yourself. That's fine. I don't care. And it was Black Gay Chat. You had to type the whole thing in. It wasn't even BGC yet, let alone BGC Live. That's Girl, oh, you was the ho ho. BGC brought its different flavor to it. Disappointment. Uh, despair. Disappointment and despair. Mm-hmm. The two Ds. Mm-hmm. Disappointment and despair, bitch. I'm about to jump back into that. Okay. Stick a pin in that. Um. What else we got? Men for now. That was never my ministry. That was my ministry for a while. It's fine. You can get a cute date off of men for now. Real cute one. 
Mm, talk about the evolution from Men For Now because I think I know the next one you're about to go to. And the next one after Men For Now was Adam For Adam. Child, the hoeing jumped out. <laughs> the hoeing really jumped out on Adam For Adam. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I'm giving myself all the way up. Bitch, I remember when I first came on, I don't know why I was addicted to this fucking name. Wild one is 6 9 was my first account on Adam for Adam. Work Wild 1069. Oh, 6'9, bitch. Mm. And when I tell you the, the niggas. Mm. Who the niggas? Well, who? Talk about it. <laughs> we'll let Lonnie marinate on that before we jump into the newcomers. Oh, girl. So the newcomers. The age of the cell phone, the evolution of technology, we're taking these dating sites to a new level. What are the levels? Incomes grinder. <sighs> Disappointment and despair part two. Grinder was the first that I remember. When Grinder jumped on the scene, it changed the game. Um, not the way that um turn the next one did. Then we went from grinder to scruff. Yeah, scared. Then we jump from Scruff to Jack. Oh, disappointment. Jack is the scene for all of the POCs, and it just took the fuck over. Oh, and it went straight from over um, nine POCs, straight to involving POC. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight involving the nines. Mm-hmm. Then we got things like Growler. Mm-hmm. And the non-conventional newcomer dating sites, Facebook. Okay. Instagram. Okay. And Twitter. Freak Twitter. Freak Twitter. So listeners, I want y'all to kind of like, I know y'all done heard these things. I know y'all over there cackling and going in from all the old sites to the new sites. And the fact that you named 10. 10. Fucking 10. Alone. And this is not even trying. No. Name 10. No. Try to look at him and bring up College Club. I really dated myself with that one, but. That's 11. That's another story for another time. Girl. So. We didn't even mention, excuse me, when we go to BGC Live and we mentioned MySpace, bitch, we forgot to mention Mahenta. <laughs> See, now that's some new shit. I never heard of that one. Mm hmm. Real girls know Mahenta. Wow. Y'all know. It's for the Spanish girls. Damn. Mahente was for the Spanish girls. That's okay. I remember Mahente and I was not a Mahente real like a real heavy person. I was still um MySpace. Mm-hmm. But Mahente, I went to a melting pot high school, so you had majority of it was Hispanic. Gotcha. So they all use Mahente. So I was like, I'll get one, I'll give shit. Mm-hmm. But whoosh, okay. See, we were rather segregated in Chicago, still are. So yeah, I mean, hey. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, hey. yeah. So let's get into it. What were some of the greatest things about these apps at those times for you? It set me up to how I interact with men on there now. Hmm. Tell me more. So, the thing about a lot of people don't want to give credit for when it comes to the dating apps, which that's really what they're for, not sex. Um, This is why we say the host stage builds character. (laughs) 
because Lord knows, and I can speak for myself, and nine times out of ten, I'm speaking for Marlon too. The hoeing jumped out with some of these sites. Woo! I'm trying to tell y'all. Especially way, way back in the day with A for A. Mm. Oh, girl. The girls would jump out for A for A. Now, the thing is, with all of these apps, it's still funny that we still have a disconnect when it comes to communication. Mm. And it's beyond just sex. It's also dating as well because us as black gay men, we don't know how to date. We really don't. Some of us will sit here and say that we do. In reality, we really fucking don't. We're so used to being bitter and jaded that we don't know how to date now. And we're so used to hoeing that hoeing is too much life sometimes because it's like, all right, eventually I'm going to want to settle the fuck down. And even people that do decide to settle down, they still want to have their cake and eat it too. Mm. But I think, and I'm going to flip this on Marlon just a little bit. Mm-hmm. He didn't know I was going to flip it on mm-hmm. him. Uh-huh. Do you think with black gay men, with all these forms of communication, because Lord knows some of the things that he listed has broken up relationships. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like monogamy is dead with black gay men? No. Talk about it. I believe that monogamy works for those that it's meant for. Ooh, so tell me more. The reality of the matter is, is that we have been conditioned to believe that monogamy is the only way to love. Which is why many people have subscribed to monogamy over the ages. If you really think about it, we've not had the language to explain anything else other than monogamy. But we've experienced everything but monogamy our entire lives. Follow me, I'm going to bless you. We have watched our parents, aunties, uncles, grandma, grandpas go through their relationships with heartache because granddaddy went out and had three more kids or my daddy wasn't around after I turned two because he did this, that, and third. I went to the store and never came back. All of these things. Why? Mm. Or my mama left my daddy because she was through this shit or she found somebody else that made her feel X, Y, and Z. So this is why she over here now. We have never been told that we have the ability or that there is language for when we make the discovery that we either A, love someone else, or B, love more than one person. And also... Go ahead. Here, we have been plagued with what I like to call the little red button called sex. And I call it a little red button because if you tell somebody to not push the little red button, they do it anyway. Sex is praised. We all know it's good. We all like it. But don't nobody want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. 
People still want to shame you for having sex. I don't. People still want to put barriers around it. I don't. And people also want to weaponize it in the sense that they say that that's all that people want and they don't give people the space to actually explore what love and romance really is. So, do you believe, and this has become, uh, like, honestly, and we're picking each other's brains right now at this point, (laughs) do you feel like in a relationship, because of the apps, and I'm keeping this centered around the apps, Mm -hmm. do you feel like, especially now, because before we didn't have these problems, Mm -hmm. especially now, do you feel as if these apps, as a gay man, do you think your spouse should automatically delete them as soon as you get in a relationship. I believe that you and your partner should work on things and agreements that work for you and your partner. Okay. I don't believe that the presence of an app is going to make or break your relationship because before apps, people still had these problems. They just weren't as public. Before these apps... The art of game was real, specifically for gay men, because we had no way to identify each other. We didn't, first of all, bitch, wasn't no cell phones for real, so I had to call you at home if I got your number. I had to remember your number because I couldn't save it nowhere. And when I got with you, I had to put the game down. I had to put the Mac in down. Because if I didn't, you wouldn't want to talk to me no more. I miss when dudes had games. Like, it, oh my God, it's something about, a, like, I don't know what it is, but especially for me, there's something about a dude that actually knows how to flirt. It is a lost art. We are so conditioned to these apps and these websites that we forget. We forget you gotta have some type of game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and a lot of people, and even when now somebody stuck to somebody with game, oh, oh that was mad whack. That's like, that sounds mad whack. Oh, da, 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 da. But yet, if somebody just approached you in an app and be like, yo, what's up? Nothing much was going on. I want to see, um, basically, unlock your picks. There's no game. There's no mystery to this shit. It's like, okay, all you wanted was for me to open my pick. Obviously, it's either you like or don't like. And if you don't like, it's either you're going to block or you're just going to stop responding to me. And it's like, unlike before, back in the day, like, unfortunately, as gay men, we'll never have, nine times I can speak for myself, never have somebody come up to you and be like, yo, what's up? Like, out of nowhere, like, in a public setting. That will never happen for us. But... Once you do have someone that you are interested in's attention, you will never get, unfortunately, game anymore. All they want to know is how soon can the two of you have sex. They don't want to date. They don't want to do none of that. And that's kind of where the app kind of fucked it up because we don't get game anymore. Mm-hmm. We just get questions. And then all of a sudden, it's either when we meet in person, it's either we connect or we don't. And it's like, all right, I miss the days when you actually had to have some type of game to get into into my drawers. Some type of conversation. Something. Show me that it's more to you than just your fucking looks. Show me that we at least had the same fucking similar music taste. Something. 
but I get nothing. I get nothing, and half of it has to do with the fact that we no longer know how to communicate thanks to all these apps, thanks to all these websites. We don't know how to communicate. This is very true. But let me reel it back. Go on. Let's go back to the question at hand. Really? What were some of the greatest things about those apps at that time? I, you know what? You know what I loved about the party line, though? Ooh, back in the day? I think I know what you got to say. Like, okay, so first of all, my I had my own personal mailbox set up. Yes, I did too. Get my messages. Yes, bitch. My mailbox. <laughs> I had, matter of fact, oh my god, I'm gonna run it down for y'all, y'all for the gag. So I had my own mailbox. Mm-hmm. And you know, back then we were all about what music you had in your background because <laughs> you had to have a track playing on your voicemail. Mine was Drew Hill Beauty. That was my song. Oh my god, oh, wait, 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 wait. Can we do something creative? What's going on? <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 wait. Oh don't talk. God, what are you about to do? Don't talk, don't talk, don't talk, don't talk. Okay, so what we're gonna do, real quick, we're gonna go back in time. Oh my god! <laughs> so here's all I want you to do. Are you going to make me reenact this voicemail? I can't even remember everything I said. I'm counting with your bus. Are you ready? And y'all got to get in because this is how you have to do it back then. You ready, bitch? Okay. Okay. Oh, one, two, three. Oh, my God. Yo, what up? This is your boy, Bitch, chilling on the southeast side of Chicago. 5'9", chrome complexion, 182, 32-inch waist, light brown eyes, full lips, low haircut. Just looking for somebody to get to know, to hook up with. So uh, leave me a message and let me know what's up. change listen oh you oh you really want to get to the voice change uh-huh. all right let's do it. you ask mm. all right y'all ready jesus marley you cannot laugh at me I'm what i'm about laughing. to do i'm gonna turn the other way please do mm. hey y'all what's up it's your boy Evo. Calling from Irvington, six feet, one ninety, 
No. Just so because he's get to know. Him even a message or whatever. Bitch, you don't give me a Marine. <laughs> and the craziest part is way back in the day, you had to throw in your trade voice. You had to. You had to throw in your trade voice. Like, imagine me. And first of all, I've never been small. So imagine me, this tall dude, coming to y'all and be like, hey, what's up? How you feeling? No. You got to turn it on and get real broad. Like, yo, what's up? Mm-hmm. And it's like the craziest thing because we had and we were so obsessed with masculinity that any sign of in between or femininity, nope. you were eighty six in five seconds immediately. Even if like, and again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier about how we didn't have language for a lot of shit back then. Mm-hmm. You, you want to talk about toxic masculinity? What? Toxic as fuck. I have had many a times where I invited a dude over off the party line. They came to my door, took one look at me, and turned around. If you didn't fit a certain criteria, if your waist wasn't snatched just right, if you looked like your eyebrows was too perfect or some sh- dumb shit, they were not having it. But we're talking about the good things about back then. You could actually... The thing that kills me is, because I haven't been a an app in a very long time. Mm-hmm. But I know back then, on a party line, when there were no pictures, nothing else, Ooh. some of the finest motherfuckers I have ever run across in my life were on the party line. Were on the party line. On the party line, bitch. You talking about hookups galore? What? Yes. what? I can't, I can't incriminate myself with this podcast. Listen, I done had plenty of old nasty dates from the party line. Great times, it was lots of fun. It was a lot of, a lot of nasty there, And then times. a lot, and then for me, that was back when, like, socializing was a little bit cooler too, because you would meet these people that you would probably never meet anywhere else. Right. Under any other circumstances. And if you guys actually connected, that became this other connection and you learned about new people and new places in your own city and all this shit. It was really dope. It was really dope. The funny thing was for me with the apps, like I noticed the drastic change. Like mm-hmm. it's to the point now, especially with gays, if you ain't got a picture, I'm not talking to you. Mm-hmm. Even if you do have a picture and let's say the smallest detail does not fit the criteria that they want done just done and it, it just it's so weird that we're now in this culture where it's still based off of a picture but especially now like people do not back in the day we're talking about like we just gave y'all intros from our party day our party chat days back then gay men actually believed in monogamy. They were not just looking for sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of us were. Some but... of us were, but at the same token, they actually were looking to date. Mm-hmm. Now? But but you have to think about it. Back then, think about this. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do a juxtaposition real quick. So we go from being on the phone, literally having to describe yourself in a way that I had to build a picture of myself in your head. I had to sound appealing enough for you to even leave me a message. And then furthermore, after that, if we connected, I had to give you my number. We had to talk more. We had to, like, set up a place to meet. A public place A to public meet. place to meet. And then after that, like, 
it went from there. Because until then, all we're going off of is imagination and conversation. That's it. That's it. And then, oh my God, remember, and I hate to cut you off, remember back in the day, and you can speak, because Lord knows you're speaking to two hopeless romantics. Remember back in the day when you actually had phone conversations that last all fucking night? Oh my God, those were. Are you still on my phone? Hang that phone up! 12 30, 1 o'clock in the morning, talking all night about nothing and everything all at the same time. time and you just sitting there first of all i remember i used to sit there on my bed in my bed and my feet would just be like on the wall and i'm just on the phone doing nothing and not just that and especially because i shared the phone with my sisters so it was more so all right i'm gonna call you at this time my sister gotta use the phone whatever blah, right. blah, blah. then i'm gonna call you back and it just, it was this magical, magical thing. And it's just like, God, I miss those things now. Yeah. They were simple times. I miss them so much because now? We're going to get there. Go on. We're going to get there. Go on. I'm sorry. Um, what about some of the greatest things about, like, Black Gay Chat or Adam for Adam? I've met more niggas. On Adam for Adam that I did BGC live. Okay. And my God, y'all made my introduction to the gay world a time. <laughs> oh, it was a time. Like, I ain't gonna sit here and incriminate myself on this damn thing, but let me tell you something. Y'all literally were on y'all shit. <laughs> like, it was, uh, if I'm speaking from literally fresh out of high school all the way up until I was like, what, 23, 24? <laughs> oh, the amount of, uh, oh, the amount of penis. Come on. Cool off, cool off. Oh, child. There's so many stories that I, this is not the sex tells episode, but I <laughs> promise y'all. I, when I say I lived, I mean every word of it. I have lived. So it's like, oh my God. Like, the funniest part is, majority of the men that are still in my life now came from those days. Wow. Okay. One in particular, he's still around. He came from those days. That's dope. And he was also one of my first relationships. He came from those days. That's dope. I mean, we're not together now, and we'll probably never be together because we're just two completely different people, but he came from those days. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Chat, oof. Listen. Ooh, I just say this, because I said I can't incriminate myself. It was one summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I was a whole hoe in these streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> transparency right now. Marla, continue. Absolutely. So, next question. Uh-huh. What did you hate the most about the apps? What do you hate the most about them? From the OGs to the newcomers. The judgment. 
I hate the judgment because we have become there's an old phrase that said beauty is in the eye of the the beholder Mm -hmm. and we have literally personified this to we are judging everybody by how they look it's like if I don't fit like and this is maybe a little deep at one point I used to photoshop my pictures so much my skin complexion looked completely different from what it actually is Mm -hmm. and I got called out on it like twice and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but it was just more so we learned to question our self-love from these apps mm-hmm. and how we view ourselves. And a lot of gay men will never admit that out loud. Our judgment of self, of self comes from the judgment we receive from these apps. Like, oh, you don't look like your picture or this, that, and the third. Like he said, somebody walked away from him before. I've had dudes completely tell me that I look completely different from the picture I send them and block me. It's like, literally, there's no sense of compassion. It's more so everything is based off of looks and nothing, and I mean nothing you can take personal because all of this is what you signed up for. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sad part of the whole situation. Yeah. I agree. There's a lot of a lot of what we consume on the internet plays a part in how people treat us when it comes down to apps and stuff like that. Because in this age right now, which I like to call the age of vanity because people are so obsessed with imagery and self and things like that, you're right, there is a lack of compassion and people are looking for like the most glamorous, gorgeous, whatever. You know what I mean? Like to get to the point where we have to Photoshop ourselves just to feel like we're getting a better chance to just because we look a little bit better, just because we're that a step closer to flawless. You know what I mean? Like it's really fucked up that we have to go to those extremes just to get some form of attention. And you know what it was for me? It was more so like, you don't know how you look to a stranger until someone tells you. Mm. And that's what started becoming it. And it was like, like, like it was some days I would just feel hideous. Mm -hmm. And it's just sometimes you'll be like, what the fuck? Like you literally have people come to you like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't, I feel like I'm not attractive. And they're like, have you looked in a mirror though? And it's just, that's the weird part of the whole situation. It really has you judging yourself. It makes you like, this culture makes you insecure. Mm-hmm. It's no easy way to say it. It makes you question yourself. It makes you have self-doubt. And it makes you utterly insecure. Because you feel like compared to the next person, and that's a lot of what happens, compared to this person, that person, so on and so forth, you don't feel desirable. Yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah. It's really crazy. Okay. So let's switch gears a little bit, go a little bit further. Oh, Lord. Any funny stories that you'd like to share about either of the apps? Funny stories, success stories, horror stories, if you'd like to share some moment of transparency. I had to think about that one. You want to go first? I'll go first. Um, so <clears throat> a lot of my success stories came from party line days. Okay, so I'll give y'all a success story and I'll give y'all a horror story. Fine, I'll do the same. Because I ain't got no shame. Uh, I did, but continue. 
Success story. I remember I met one of my first boyfriends from the party line. Mm -hmm. He actually jumped into my mailbox, left a old message. <laughs> the description was on point. He had to grab a bite. And I went on my first official date with a man from the party line. Hey, uh, He... I'm a Chicagoan, so if you're from Chicago and you listen, you'll probably understand a little bit more. So I'm a Southsider. He lived on the West Side. How far a distance is that? Um, so and I know Chicago's big as fuck. Yes. So to give you context, the distance between me and you. So he would be you. Oh God, that's like right. twenty minutes. And then I, me in Jersey City, and you in Elizabeth. Yeah, that's like tw- that's like nine to twenty minutes of so line. That's like close to a half hour distance. Right, but that's driving. Exactly. So and she was spending like close to an hour just to see him. Ooh, child. But we met in the middle, which was downtown Chicago. All right, fine. Because downtown Chicago is connected to all the sides of the city. Okay, fine. So he told me to meet up with him at the Washington Library, which is in the South Loop in Chicago, Illinois. And mind you, all we know is voices and descriptions. So you had to tell the exact description. Of so, yes, we had the exact location, what I'm going to be wearing. You know my description. Met up. Oh, he was sexy as shit. Ooh, tell us what he had. Tell, give us his description, Tom. Sell it. Sell it. So, Steve was like, Inch or two taller than me, so like 5'11, a little bit lighter than me, caramel complexion, smaller back then because we were in high school. Uh, slim, thick type dude, big, full lips, dreamy eyes, beautiful, curly eyelashes. Uh, yeah, sexy as shit. Okay. Took me out on my first day, he took me out to eat at this little uh, this restaurant in Chicago. I can't remember the name of that restaurant because they don't have it anymore. I think it was Ronnie's. Took me out to eat. Bought me ribs and French fries, bitch. Oh, you was expensive, little bitch. Uh-huh. Uh, then he took me to the movies. I forgot what movie we saw. We made out through most of the movie anyway. And yeah, after that, we were walking up the Magnificent Mile holding hands. Oh. And I actually came out for him. Oh, no. Yeah, it was crazy because... That's a whole nother story for a whole nother episode. But that was the first date. First date with another guy that ever went out on. From the party line. Party line date. Oh, child. That sounds like a coming out story that you should have had last month. And my birthday is come, national coming out day. So. And you did not take advantage. But continue. I mean, you know. But you know you're busy traveling. I was. Oh, child. So tell us your worst story. Worst story. I had a regular hookup with this dude. Okay. Whole days. Um, I was doing a lot more bottoming back then. I mean, if you guys don't, if you guys need further context, Marlon is versatile. I am. Um, so so I with this dude regularly. Dick was bomb. Yeah. The third time. And I cannot remember if I had quite learned the art of the fleet just yet. 
But that third time we hooked up, he was in the Gus Child, he was hitting it good, and I pulled a Picasso, and he embarrassed the shit out of me. No pun intended. Literally yelled at me, made me take the condom off with a towel myself. He went washed up, I went washed up, and he put me out of his house. We'll get into the whole bomb shaming and all the other stuff in another episode. Lord knows Mama's gonna drive the boat. Mama's gonna drive the boat and take y'all on a journey. The next time I'm behind this wheel again, we get into that. Bottom shaming is a whole episode by itself. And Marlon gonna drive the boat on her too. Let me write this down so I don't forget. But yes, that's my horror story. Alright, so I can get to my two successes. I was also 15 at the time. Well, that doesn't make me feel so bad. Um, no shade. So, I am the Jerseyan of, of the two. So, you guys, I'm taking you back in a journey. I'm going to do my success story first. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take y'all that far into my hoeing days. I'm going to take you guys back to literally one of my first boyfriends as well. Okay. Um, we actually met on the Raven. Um, I'll never forget this shit. And just so happens we met and oh my god, I'm speaking about my ex. Um, dude was I'm six one, six two ish. He's like six one ish. Okay. Like light skinned dude, baldy, like extra deep voice. Would have never guessed that he was gay at all and I have to be transparent at the time of the situation at hand he also was DL at the time all of your preferences just jumped out ooh they all just jumped out I get it now I get it keep going so oh Jesus I'm so telling on myself and it's perfectly fine <laughs> so we met and just so happens we didn't live that far from one another. Like, when I say didn't live that far, I'm so telling on myself. He lived five minutes from my house. Five minutes. This is no exaggeration. He was a quick walk from my house. Perfection. So one day I went over there and we, you know, we messed around. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And um, long story short, um, his girlfriend at one point was no longer in the picture, not gonna say why, because mm-hmm. that really is foreshadowing. Um, but it was one time like we met when I was like 15, 16 years old as well. But we stayed in contact and I'll never forget it was one time that we had met up and like he always was like though he was DL was always passionate and affectionate. So, and something in my mind was like, it's something about him that you like. So I was like, I don't know what it is, and I said it, and I'm always the type of person when I when I feel something, I say it. Right. So I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I'm like, I kind of have not had the desire to have sex with anyone else but you. And he's like, funny because I feel the same way. Hmm. And that kind of started out interaction with one another. Like I met my first boyfriend off of that line. Like, there's a whole drawn-out story that I'm not getting into, right. but I actually did find love on 
<laughs> Raven, which is go. weird. Let's talk about my worst experience. Let's go into it. I'm incriminating myself for this one, and I don't care. Um, it was a year in high school that I'm not gonna say where it was literally ho summer. It Come was on, a hot summer. It was a hot boy summer for real. Before it was actually a thing, I was really having a hot boy summer, and it was one guy I met off of the chat. And oh Jesus, Whew, I need a sip of wine for this one because this one is just some shit. It was a guy I met off of the line. And he came to my house. I was living at home at the time. Mm-hmm. He came to my house, and obviously the two of us were not attracted to each other at all. Okay. So, obviously, sex was not happening. It wasn't going down. So, <laughs> Jesus. So, if you guys know me, you know my dad was, my dad is, and still, like, was and still is a construction worker, and at one point in time, he owned his own business. Okay. So, this was the summertime, which meant, at the time, nobody was home with me. And my dad had a loud pickup truck, so you knew it was him. Right. In the process of me having this dude over my house, I heard his truck pull in the driveway. Oh, shit. I'm like... Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's like, what? I said, that's my father. <laughs> I was like, what? I said, I'm not lying to you. That's my fucking father. Mind you, he was fully clothed and everything. It was my father. And he was like, what the fuck are we going to do? What the fuck are we going to do? I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I said, I know my dad. He never comes through the front. Mm. You're, I said, I'm going to wait for him to pull up in the driveway. When I open the screen door, haul ass to your car. <laughs> Because he parked in front of the house. I said, haul ass to your car. Right. I'm waiting for him, for me to hear the door close. As soon as I hear his door close, get out. Right. He walked so fast to his car and got in that damn driveway. Mm-hmm. They and mm. And left. And I never heard from him again. Even though my one of my first real boyfriend had told me that he had ran into him and told him exactly what happened. But I'm like, bruh, never again. And of all the times that I had, especially in high school, I never, I never got caught. Never. That's what's up. I never got caught in the act. I never got caught with a dude in the house. Never. I didn't either. Never. I had a lot of shit too, though. I listen, I would listen. Medea said it in her one of her plays, but I'm gonna say it because y'all need to hear it, baby. I was a hoe. <laughs> I was a whole hoe in these streets. A hoe. Hoe. And it's nothing wrong with it. Like you said, it builds character. I promise y'all that was like the only instance that I had, and I quickly got him out of my father's house. Yeah. I mean, in my parents' house. But, baby. Excuse me. There was some serious hollering back in those days. For real. And Lord knows, as much, and that's why I literally told my younger sister at one point, I'm like, you have no idea the things I've gotten away with, and you can only dream. Right. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, we're going to move on into our last question. And the last question is going to be how do the times reflect the apps? Think about the times that all of these apps that we've mentioned were out 
and think about the evolution and the times and how they've evolved with it. How, how do they reflect each other? How do they parallel each other? Because a lot of people don't understand when it came to the apps and the party lines, we were really risking our lives. Like a lot of people don't understand. And I can say it now as a full blown adult, we were legit risking our lives on these chat lines. We were meeting people. We had no idea what they looked like. Mm -hmm. We had no idea like who they were. Like, yeah, we talked on the phone and everything, but we did not know who they were. We didn't know them well enough to meet some of them, but we were doing it. And praise the Lord, nothing happened to either one of us, but it was extremely dangerous to do that, let alone them to know where you live, where to find you, what you look like, all these different things. I had a stalker before. A lot of people didn't know this because I don't talk about it, but I had a stalker at one point. And... It's more so you have to understand we were taking real risk. And even now, like, and Marlon may not be on that, but I am. And I'm still protective of who I allow to even come to my house. Right. Like, I don't allow just any old body in my house or let alone let them know where I live. Yeah. And it's like we were taking those risks as teenagers. Yeah. My God, <laughs> we were reckless. We were. I mean, but you you know what I find very interesting about that is the fact that back then we didn't you didn't hear many stories about people being killed or robbed or and granted it's not to say that it never happened, sure, sure did. but the happenings were so few and far in between that it didn't sound off any, like, alarms or red flags. But also, to juxtapose that point, back then, we also were not as liberated and free to be who we are as LGBTQ plus people. And people were not focused on us that much. So if one of us was killed or murdered or anything like that, it never made it to the news, you know? Um, I think that it the times reflect the apps because if we look at the difference between <clears throat> the days of your with the party line and Adam for Adam and BGC and things like that up until now and we get into the jacked and the grinders and scrubs and growlers and IG and Facebook, the instant parallel is showing uh, accessibility. Because now it's very quick. It's like, I know where you are. I know how far you are away from me. I can see your picture. I can see what you didn't look like, what your ass look like. I can make a choice, a decision right here, right now, without you even, without us ever even, like, seeing each other, let alone having a conversation where I can hear your voice. As opposed to back then, well, you had to work for it. You had to talk. You had to have a conversation. And it was literally a game of Russian roulette, actually. You know, because it was like you could be crazy, you could be ugly. If I'm looking to fuck, your dick could be small, your ass could be trash, like all those things. But I mean, and we all had our interactions with trash ass dick. Oh, trash ass ass too, child. Yes, we definitely have. But you know, 
it's just it's just very interesting. It's very interesting, and I I would love for I feel like if we could melt the two times together mm-hmm. for right now, I think people will have a better experience with apps. But I don't think that that will be possible because of where society is right now. And then the craziest part about the ads that we didn't get to even discuss, the ads can show you how far away someone is from you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, bitch, you were like less than a mile from me. And then in some instances, if you're really good with it, you can tell that person's in your building or like a house or two over. Right. Accessibility. Because back then, what no, I know what the fuck you were. Let alone what you look like. Hello, somebody. I when I also huh, another thing I didn't miss with I did, forgot to mention with the um the cons of the party lines and all that in the beginning, bitch. I'm so glad that these DL men's wives and girlfriends had no way to contact the bitch. <laughs> Because I promise y'all, when I was in my holidays, I didn't care. Mm. That is your problem, not mine. Mm. I promise you, that was my biggest thing. I'm like, I'm getting message, text messages and shit, random text messages. And I'm like, the fuck? Who is this? Right. And then kind of find out it's old, it's old boy's wife or girlfriend, baby mama, whatever they have. I'm like, I really don't give a shit. It happened once. It ain't happening again. Please leave me alone. Like, I, and that's no, not to sit here and justify what was done. It was just more so, it go to show y'all. Hmm. He, he, he like him a little bus in his life. Listen. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Nope, I'm going to pull this boat into the dock. I thank y'all once again for taking the journey with me. Yes, God. Yes, child. Let's get into these mental health tips for the week. Uh, Marlon, you want to go first? Or do you need a moment to think? I need a moment. Go ahead. Um, hey, y'all. What's up? Let's talk. Um, and this may sound, this may be the most problematic mental health tip I've ever given, but it needs to be said. If your friendship comes with conditions, keep it. Mm. Um, let's be perfectly clear on why I'm saying this. And a lot of times in life, we get lost in translation or trying to effectively communicate with a person and it gets misconceived. And then next thing you know, this person draws back from you. And it's like, this isn't like, why? Like, why is this happening? Sometimes you have to understand people will befriend you just due to circumstance. And you have to understand that sometimes those people aren't really your friends. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand if your friendship comes to me with a condition, keep it. Meaning, if we're on good terms, that means we're friends, keep it. Even if we're on bad terms, I'm not sitting here asking for unconditional love support for my friends, but I'm just saying in general, if your companionship, whether it be romantic or friendship, and I'm talking friendship in this instance, if it comes with a condition, keep that shit. Hmm. I don't want it. That's just on period. Gotcha. All right. Okay, I swung my imaginary wig. Marlon, it's your turn. My mental health tip for the week is live in the moment. Mm. 
Life is not promised. Say it again. Live in the moment. Life is not promised. Talk about it. It is so very easy for us to get caught up in the humdrum of day-to-day life. To get lost in a sea of bill paying. Where's my next meal going to come from? Sally Mae still down my back and in my wallet. All of these things. We only get one life in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Live it to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught up in worrying about your future or your past. Specifically, like, don't get caught up in, in looking behind you. You're not going that way anyway. Mm-hmm. You got to go full speed ahead and really live every moment as if it's your last because you only get one shot one time. Be smart about it, but take the risks that you need to to enjoy yourself. Don't get caught up in trying to capture moments. Live in those moments. Mm. Live in them. Like, stop... I understand we in this age of social media and everybody want to capture moments and be able to share them and all this other stuff, but I challenge you to just put your phone down and live in the moment. Okay. Don't worry about so much and live in the moment. Like, be present in your space that you're in right now. Put the phone down, girl. You know, don't try not to worry so much about the what-ifs and the hows and the Coulda, shoulda, woulda's like fuck all that. Mm-hmm. Live in the moment and make it the best moment you possibly can. Mm-hmm. The absolute best. So check it out. Y'all heard us talk about the apps and all this good, good stuff today. If you're listening and you have a good story, funny story, if something you heard us say made you laugh, whatever. Mm. Hit us up on IG, Come on, on Twitter. Come on, tell them. WRYH Podcast. That's right. Jump in them DMs and let us know what you thought about today's episode. Maybe you have a funny story you want to share. Maybe you want to chime in on the conversation. We would love to hear from you guys. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll shout you out on the next episode and share some of your content too. few church announcements before we end our session. Spell it. Um, I made the announcement. Um, we're coming to YouTube as of November 29th. So I am in the process of about to get ready to transfer some of these episodes to audio, just for clarification for the girls that want to know. Um, it's not going to be an actual live setting where you guys see us record. No, the same audio you get from the podcast is going to be available to stream via YouTube as you're in the house as for comfortability. Okay. So that way you don't have to resort to where can I find the episode? Well, girls on YouTube. Yeah. Um, secondly, most importantly, um, we want to get into accepting listener letters. Yes. So I have already started an actual email for that. It is ask WRYH podcast at gmail.com. Once again, it is ASK WRYH podcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions. It's a possibility I might read it on the show. So that way you can get our reactions to some shit. You can email us about some whole shit too. Mm. Yes, we enjoy. Um, I'm trying to think of any other church announcements. Um, 
the season is gonna go more than likely into the beginning of December. Okay. Um. So if you guys want to be want to have a feature before the year is up, because after the first week, I want to say the first week of December, I'm aiming for there won't be another episode until after New Year's. All right. So letting you guys know now. Um. This month, drum roll, please. The hotels episode is coming. Woo! I'm working on the hotels episode now. I am looking and hoping to do it on sex work. I'm spilling my own tea. I already have a guest in mind. Mm. We're in the process of talking to them to bring them on. Um, Yes. Also, I am working to do a feature with another podcast. Um, which I'll be bringing them on, and just as an end of window, it is two queer women, black women. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm excited! Oh my god! Yes, 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 yes! I have been working behind the scenes. I just have not made any announcements. Love it, love um, it. So, with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. Love you, mean it. Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe. As always, you can find us on all social media platforms. This is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It is WRYH Podcast. And until next week, see you guys later. Peace out. Peace out, y'all. Bye!